damn right I'm not going to take it anymore. It's your host, Martin Donnan, here with Range Anxiety, bringing you 30 years of automotive tuning experience and general mess-ups in 30 minutes. Or just about every bloody day now, there's so much material and so much to do. And back by popular demand is our friend, Big Paul Halzon. And today, we gave him a challenge. The challenge is to roast me, not spit roast me, roast me, very different thing, and ask me, he's about to laugh, and ask me probably five of the hardest questions that I have to answer um, at any time. Paul, how you doing? I'm good, Marty. Hello, world. Hey, bud. Hey, Paul. <laughs> I told you not to do that. No, I had to. It's but your catch cry. It's your catch Hey, babe. <laughs> oh, is that why? I, th- I thought you fancied me. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, thank God you didn't. Right, so Lion King was a bit of a success. Obviously. People loved it, but apparently more people, what what did they come and say to you? Who's Martin Donnan? Rude pricks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and those that did know you, asked different questions. Oh. Yeah. Like, why is he so stupid? No. Has he lost a tuna car? I'll be honest with you, most people that I asked if they've come down and seen you to get a car tuned or, or whatever, they go, he's fat, rude arrogant and he's blown too many cars up on that dyno so he can't be trusted actually I, sounds like they know me well well i like to correct them oh yeah you're not fat anymore no but, <laughs> but the rest <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it seems like they know me pretty well um now that leads me to my first question i get told that you get you hear that from other mobs that yep. if they tune somewhere they'll go nah don and blown too many cars up how many would it be what two three hundred Thousand. Um, look, there's an old saying in the tuning game. Um, if if you're going to make an omelette, you've got to break a few eggs to do it. Um, and if you've been around doing it for like 30 years, as long as uh, I have, then you're going to see your fair share. I think in the last 18 months, I've had one engine expire on me, which isn't isn't too bad. But you've got to understand, there's the difference between engines expiring because you've tuned them wrong and engines expiring because they're old worn out buckets of shit they're they're two very different things like um or used out of application i had a toyota 86 fail on me they put a turbo on it now an 86 fa20 engine is lucky to live normally aspirated let alone with a turbocharger some do some don't licorice rods aren't they licorice rods offset kind of just a horrible rotten thing so you know I think people like to dramatise it. You know, oh, this guy's blowing up this, this guy's blowing up that. You know, more often than not, it's the customers that blow their own stuff up, Use you know, running them with low fuel levels and letting the fuel surge and um, expecting or asking too much from the power level. So, look, yeah, we've all blown a few up. It's, it's like wankers and liars, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Which one are you? You don't tell too many lies, Paul. <laughs> Oh, good call. Yeah, I didn't really thought about that. Thanks um, for pointing that out, mate. That's all right, mate. So, yeah, look. You've got to have taken down a couple. I can remember uh, in the early days of turbocharging uh, and supercharging LS1s before we got a handle on the fuel system design for them and how, what was it, number five or seven or something in the back left corner sort of, you know, ran a whole air fuel ratio point. Lena, yeah, we lost a couple of ringlands back then, mainly on my own cars, but you just got to do it. And, of course, we all saw plenty of RB26s, you know, evaporate into showers of molten metal with incorrect building, poor design, over RPM, poor crank trigger. Shit happens. You know, if you haven't got the big boy pants on, then piss off and go somewhere else. Next. These, these days, that can't happen, though, surely. HP tuners, that sort of thing. You'd, you'd have to be a mug to get it wrong. Well, look, no. 
plenty of people still get it wrong, um, particularly when they're you know looking for that thin edge of the wedge kind of thing. But certainly the tools are around now that you've got limited excuse to make a mess up of uh, as a tuner and spread something all over the floor. Get on to the next question. This is boring. <laughs> Fair enough. Right, sitting here, looking around, I can see a couple of 35s. There's a 55 <laughs> Chev there. Oh, Z01 yeah. Camaro. Yeah. There, there's lots. It's it's brilliant. Some people call this a dream job, you know, like all <laughs> this stuff. It, tell us a bit about the 86 that you bought. What the hell's that got to do with a dream job? <laughs> what were you thinking when well, you bought that? That was easy. I got one real early in the piece because... People were rabbiting on at the time that this was going to be the benchmark or the yardstick of where you were as a tuner. Everybody in America bought one, everybody in Europe bought one, and you know, every shop. And what you could do with an 86, you know, showed what you could do with a new platform. They're doing it now with that Yaris GS thing. Um, and whether that's a hit or not, it probably will be because it's cheap and cheerful. But I bought one to show that with some tasteful modifications, if <laughs> you like that, tasteful, very Barry White of me to all you lovers out there and in here um and yeah so we put together a little package for it uh, you know we called it the i don't know something or other 86 and yeah it went well so what do you mean what was with that i was just plying my craft no i just i've just had a thought it's just that when you look around this will say dream job big performance cars everywhere mm, yeah. lots of them rotten you, things yeah you, you're not a big fan are you you've, you've you like the 86 you've raced the um what subaru you've yeah. raced what yeah. was your first one a Suzuki. civic Civic. Wasn't there a Suzuki like a cappuccino or something? I didn't race. Oh yeah, well, I, I raced it at the drags, but I didn't. Wasn't actually you know a caged yeah. race car. Because it reminds me of a time where I heard a story that oh, once God, you were in a go. high speed car doing a classic Adelaide rally, maybe. Yes. And I do believe you started screaming, "Slow down! We're gonna die! I've got kids!" Is that right? Way at work because I was in the passenger seat, <laughs> and it was a turbocharged Commodore, and I said, "For fuck's sake, slow down! We're gonna die!" <laughs> You know, I've got kids to go home to, and this this was dead right um, because the driver was kind of looking anywhere but the road, uh, taking 50 bites at the steering wheel a second in a car that was rear-wheel drive, heavily overpowered, and, you know, had a chassis made of licorice, a bit like those Conrads. And, yeah, it was even at 60 kilometres an hour, it was probably one of the most terrifying <laughs> rides I've ever been on in my life. And so, yes, I actually did say that. No, I wasn't particularly proud of it, but, you know, it got me home still in the same underpants without being soiled. He didn't listen. I mean, he never listened, but it... Didn't you just get kicked out for going too fast? Nah, they warned us, but luckily there are enough hose clamps blowing off on my stages to keep the stage average speeds <laughs> down. <laughs> yeah, we were being... I did a, a, that really big, like, burnout at uh, uh, Moriata or whatever it was, a, a Montecute Road stage that morning because I was so frustrated, but... Yeah, no, I did say that. Come on, on with Didn't the next one. You clipped a, a gutter or something. Different card, to, dickhead. Oh, sorry, mate. Yeah, I just remember. Yeah, no, I ran out of I ran out of talent in prologue. Actually, I'm very good at running out of talent at the start of things. Yeah, and I kind of event. I kind of tried to kick it sideways and. Being a VE chassis, it didn't sort of listen. It was a display thing for people in the city, and the tail didn't come out. It just pushed the front end into, an, into a bit of understeer, and I. Yeah, wiped a rim off it, actually. Yeah. It was a three-piece, I reckon it was an ROH, three-piece rim, a bit, you know, like a Simmonsy thing, and yeah, I smashed it out of that, yes. And, fair uh, cool, fair yes, cool. Well, that, that, that's all right, there's a couple of big stuff-ups. What about a couple of wins? What have you done that's actually good? I've got you along on this podcast, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's soon. Oh, we'll work that one out look, later. You know, when you're a tuner, you, you I think, I think, 
most of your victories, they're a bit like yours, Paul. They're like best performed in private. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, you know, making something that works. But I think our most um, public uh, victories or plying of my craft was um, getting to deal with probably the best tarmac um, rally guy in Australia from the very start of his career till now, on and off over the years, a guy called Steve Glennie, and doing some amazing things at, at Target Tasmania with GDRs, which is the hardest, biggest, toughest tarmac rally in the world. And, you know, that guy, you know, they call him Alonso. I've got other names for him to start with A. but <laughs> And he's, he's a tough guy to work for, but very fast. And if you can make some shit that's good, he's certainly the guy to show it off. Unlike um, Stratkosen or Newton. But we'll, that, yep. that, that's happening this yep. Sunday, by the way. I've got it booked. So oh, there's, yeah. some of the, there's some of the wins. What about you, Paul? You spent a lot of time... Um, crewing for me. Your nickname was Crew Chief. I don't yes. know where that came from because well, most... I made it up myself. Oh yeah, <laughs> my, 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 most of the time you spend at the bar. Uh, it's probably the best place to observe my slow progress from. Yeah, we we did do a lot of events together. There was there was heaps like hill climbs, Mardi circuits. Gras. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was that float you tuned. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we've we've done heaps of things together. But most of the things that I remember, or the, the best thing that I remember, is also the worst. Is and you talked about this last week was the the crash at oh. um, yeah Legends. I've got to bring it up again. That was awesome. I was there on the start line. Yeah, but why wasn't your camera out, you dumb prick? Oh, because there's things you don't want to film, and you driving <laughs> yeah. is one of them. <laughs> There's, yeah, too many witnesses. But it was so contained way. in one spot. It would have yeah, been fantastic, was, wouldn't it? It was awesome. Yeah. So what was, what was you would have, I mean, I was sitting there licking my wounds and kicking myself in the car, but you would have heard the external reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was I, it like? I, I, well, the first thing I heard over the back of my shoulder, someone saying, oh, how embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was still screeching and grinding off the back of the car at the time. Yeah, it was quite epic, wasn't it? Yeah, you mightn't remember, but I actually went over there and assisted getting it off the car. <laughs> you should have buried it in harder. <laughs> yeah, and the next day came in super early and that was me that hammered it back into shape. Oh, did you oh, actually hammer oh, their stupid thing? Yeah, I woke up oh. most of the camping grounds with my <laughs> hammer and first thing in the morning. I got a, a sledgehammer from one of the local tuners. Yeah. <laughs> he'd, borrowed, he'd borrowed it off me earlier yeah, that day. Doing track to work, I'm sure. Yeah, and yes, that's right. You put it back together. What a, what a civil servant you really are. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, that was shit out. But we, we did a lot of events like that. But one of my favourite ones oh, is... No, this is a good one. We went to Colin Grove. Yeah. Now, do you remember that field got to like... I think it was about 22 cars in the in the four-wheel drive like street class. Yeah, yeah, it was big. Yeah. And it got to the point where people were racing for sheep stations. Oh, yeah. This was huge. Yeah. And they put in a protest against your car and you got hey. kicked out. They, they, you got kicked out of the category and put into the one above it. You had to go into modified, like nah, it wasn't. because of my tyre choice. Tyre choice, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Now, they were a street tyre, but yeah. maybe not in this country. Yeah. Maybe not in any country, but they were a street tyre yeah. somewhere, surely. Yeah, yeah, Zimbabwe, I think. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, 100% legal yeah. in Zimbabwe. Yeah. You got kicked out of that. That's right. Did I sort in? Yes, you did, big time. Was I? I went over and had a look at the board. Oh. You'd already, we'd already raced on the Saturday. This was the Sunday morning. It was a state champs. It must have been. Yep. Yeah. And not only you've been kicked out of that category, you're put into the higher one. There was only three cars in it, and you third. were currently leading the field. Oh! <laughs> I think 
think you might have even set the record. I, I reckon. I reckon oh. they stuffed up there. Yeah, yeah, they put me into a field that was was supposed to be fast, but none of the fast guys were left running or there, yeah, and I ended yeah, up I winning it. You were against the AU Falcon. I think it was an X Taxi. Wow, they could do amazing <laughs> things happen with AU Falcons, yeah. aren't you on Facebook? Um, yeah, no that that was that was true. So I sort of went from like. Sucking and crying, and I'm going to go home because they kicked me out. And I thought, hang on, I'm going to beat all of these wankers. Yeah, yep. leave me in here. That'll yeah. be all right. I took those tyres home and scrubbed them that night at home with a um, with a grinding wheel. Was on I paying you? Mm, on and on, may, maybe not. I'm yeah, not. maybe not without. <laughs> but it was the joy. Yeah, I drove home from the event. I think that was my payment. Drove home in your car, like when I you smashed the, my brand new car that time, driving home from an event. In Mount Gambia. No, that, yeah. And you well. bounced a, a magpie, <laughs> yeah, a great crow. bird off was the it front crow? of it that smashed the shit into the it's front of my brand crow. new Volkswagen transporter. But anyway, well, <laughs> and, another, and it left a beak mark that's still there to this day. <laughs> Sorry, Bobo. Yeah, well, he's all right. He, he probably, he's fallen over and bumped his head on it a few times by the seams. Um, yeah, so that, that, they were kind of good memories, but... I had you do other stuff, like being a Subaru. It had um, piss weak head gaskets, and I remember... At the top of this 30 second, you know, 31, 32 second run, when the car would come back down, it would need the cooling system burped and bled and the catch can emptied. <laughs> every every that, run. There was a few vehicles that needed catch can emptied, didn't there? Yeah, you oh, were a catch can emptier. Yeah, was it over boosting or what was the story there? What no, was no, about? it was probably had a couple of rattled out pistons in it and stuffed head gaskets. It was stuffed. That's right. Had the LS knock when it got back that No, time. that was from Malala, and that was, oh. it was with the new motor in it that was doing this. Brand new <laughs> short from Subaru. Thanks, guys down there at Subaru. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'd had the brand new short in it, and you were still burping it and, and emptying its under bloody nappy every time that exactly. it ran. It's diaper. Horrible but, bloody But those thing. times at Collin Grove, the, mm. with that huge field, half those were... Um, cars you tuned i reckon yeah because people with hill climbing never got it they wanted to put these tiny little turbos on near stock cars and talk about the response out of corners well we'd say just get a big turbo on it and like don't worry about lag just keep your foot flat pow and you know you go back to the hump day thing it didn't have a hump in the middle because it just came on like a jet from 7,000 <laughs> rpm onwards and dreco was the king of that you yeah. see he had a it wasn't a precision. It was some decent force performance. I don't. No, it was a, a GTX something or other. Big Garrett laggy thing. But he used to keep that thing on and in. And remember, he fired it across the finish line, holding into it sideways and hard. Backwards, he ended yeah. up in the fence. Because some people were upset about his yeah. time. Yeah, they didn't think he should stand the fact that he crossed the line backwards. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> And, but he didn't. He ended up in a barbed wire fence. Yeah, Remember, right. I had to get yeah. a barbed wire, yeah. and there was sheep and cows and shit everywhere. I mean, we had a few spectacles like that at hill climbs over the years. We've had, you know, uh, yeah, those of you that have seen. Have you ever seen the movie Caddyshack? Yeah, with Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. You know, yeah. Old people, listen to this. Caddyshack. You Shot know. on a duck. If I told you you had a beautiful body, would you hold it against me? That's where that line comes from. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, anyway, he, Rodney Dangerfield was, was really um, famous in that movie because he was a diver. And, or was that back to school? That was back to school. And he does the triple Lindic, where he dives off the diving board and does all these flops and flips. And, well, we had a GDR do the triple Lindic at Mount Alma. Yeah, we it's, did. It didn't end up in water, though. It ended up on fire. But what I'm saying, terrible shame, obviously. It but was. What I, what I'm saying, stop laughing. 75 bucks, I think, that car sold. Yeah, it did. That that was its salvage value. But um, what I'm saying is we were no stranger to the odd reasonable-sized accident. And 
you have to have accidents to go fast, just like you have to sacrifice a couple of engines from time to time to make power. So all of this clean hands, I'm an angel, I've never done anything wrong and nothing bad's happened to me, you're in the liar's corner when the, where the rest of us that just blow blow things up from time to time, we're in the wanker's corner. Yeah. You know, it's we admit it. Yeah. Okay, Paul, what else you got for me? And you better have something else for me because if you don't have anything for me, I'm going to start having things for you. <laughs> well, I kind of whizzed through mine pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just got a few random ones. Like, oh, just, that's good. They're, they're just silly ones, most of them. Like, I've had a fella come up, a Brett, his name is, he asked me how to deal with an annoying drone. And I said, that's just Martin's voice. No, well, <laughs> there is a company on the Australian Stock Exchange called Drone Gun, and they uh, paralyse drones electrically. Get him to get one of those. <laughs> my, my, my voice may be a lot of things, and annoying it is, but and it can be a little bit droning, but there's always something exciting to say, like, yeah. get out of my face, <laughs> you know, but whatever. Um, yeah, that can happen. We, we try and make it exciting. Is that his car over there that I'm looking yeah, at? It is. Yeah. Right. Booked in. So yeah, I might put his... Just so we don't misplace it, I might carve his initials in it with my car <laughs> keys in a minute. Sorry, Brett. Oh, lucky Teslas don't have keys. You've got to use your phone, so that won't work too good for me anyway. Brett, you're safe, brother. Now, I've got another one here. It's, um, do you think you could have done better in where you are now? Do you think you could have done better? Because they've, 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 come, they've mm. had that feeling themselves a few times. Who's that? And that's from a girl, uh, Lisa D., <laughs> I might have made that one. Yeah, up. you made that up. You go, and that's good. We need a bit of improv. It's called in the, in the game poll. Um, look, yes, I've wasted a lot of time over the years, and it, it's a shame. You know, I could have done much better and been. I'm not that I'm doing too badly, but there are things I could have gone on to do that. I really didn't start off doing soon enough. A lot of it, or most of it, in fact, all of it was my bad choices. Um, however, there is some inspiration. When I was um, dealing a bit with the um, CNC company that did the billet blocks, we bought a lot of um, equipment from Haas Automation at the time. And you know, I studied Haas a little bit, so we went over and spent some time in America at uh, the SEMA show with, with the Haas people. And... Gene Haas, the founder of the company, it's a private company, not a public company. I think he only really got started in his mid-40s. Late bloomer. <clears throat> so, yeah, so it is possible to start in your mid-40s and go on from there. And that, that's kind of what I'm trying to do here. I've set myself a target. I've set myself a goal. Obviously, I've got to make some hard decisions. Um, like, no, we don't do VR Commodores. <laughs> um, and, you know... But, yeah, I expect to be somewhere so else entirely in 10 years. You don't think you'd be tuning... In 10 years. Look, I'm, I'm actually going to make... Yeah, I will, because you never... You That's know, what you, you do. Yeah, you never get off the the bike, or you do forget how to ride it. I forget how yeah. to do some, some things these days that I haven't done for a long time, like tune VR Commodores. It's like, oh, yeah, nah. Um, I've forgotten. Doesn't that become a challenge and <clears throat> you would look forward to it? Or no. Or you actually hate things that you don't... Yeah, no, repeating things that you've done before, whether it's they're failures or successes, boring. is not what it's all about. And people say, why don't you retire? Because most people that retire just generally drop dead yep. of boredom. And, you know, I think I've still got a few years left. So, no, um, this is why I get so hell-bent on this, you know, electrification thing because I want to see in my time before I'm out of this industry, we'll say 15 years or 16 years, I believe that will have taken over fully if you look at the last two years. And so, you'd like to be able to tune one, I guess. 
Oh, well, we can do that now in some limited ways. Yeah. However, that's a, a story for another Epicast. But yeah, we can. But I, I think we'll see that great shift in technology um, from 2018, really, has accelerated um, foot, foot to the floor now, full throttle. So, you know, in five years, it'll be done. In 10 years, it'll be overrun. And people will be coming in like you with their old classic VF Commodores wanting stuff done and working yep. out why their home tune doesn't work. And whoa, 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 easy. Man. Easy, yeah. <laughs> we won't go into home tuners. You would have shat yourself when you saw that one come up in your playlist, I was waiting you? for my name. Yeah. I didn't actually talk about you. I was talking more about, uh, you know who I was talking about, PE teachers. And yeah, no mention of names. Have you actually got anything else for me? Yeah, yeah, a few things. Like, just random ones now. Yeah, yeah. What would make you smile, Come see, come through that door? What do you want to tune? This An Armaguard truck full of money, normally. <laughs> <laughs> and that'd be make it weak and slow. Um, look, generally challenging things. Like, we had a, a 2000 and... Oh, 13 Mini Cooper S in the other day, and people struggle with tuning those little turbo things, and yeah, we got that right, and I really like that. Um, so you'd rather fix slow things, make them better, than say a, a Veyron rocking up, and he's... Oh no, a Veyron would be terrible. Apparently it's like 18 hours to change the oil or something. Just let me <laughs> plug into it, and the oil will be self-changing in about 30 minutes on the dyno. Like a job but, Gareth anyway. Yeah, yeah no, I know, but no, overly complex things. Um, uh, you know, and the problem with cars like that is, in my experience, is that they normally belong to guys that we put in the basket of all the gear and no idea. So they have stupid expectations. I mean, uh, <clears throat> all you Veyron owners out there, I'm not having a go at you, because I actually don't know any of you. But it's sort of this, this sort of stink cloud tends to follow around some, not all, supercar owners, which make, can make the whole thing um, Less unpleasant yeah. from time to time. Commodore owners are probably the best because, you know, they've been listening to ACDC, they know the car's local, they don't mind a bourbon and cola or 60, and they've got realistic expectations because there's a lot written about these cars and they know what to get, and the Commodore guys are the best ones to deal with, in is my that opinion. The, is that the best car to chew? Well, it's the easiest. It is the easiest. You know, you get some that are really bad, but most of the time, yeah, they're, they're, they're really There easy. shouldn't be anything you haven't seen when it comes to tuning um, an LS or a 35, or there's nothing that's going to come in that bamboozles you. Yeah, there is, because as they get older, they start to have all these faults you've never seen before. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, I mean, you know, there will be problems no one's seen with VF Commodores come in in the next, yeah, yeah, yours, <laughs> in, the ne in the next, you know, five, ten years, and it'll happen. And I don't think it's my tune. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, nah, it's still mainly yours. Yeah, it's still With just a little touch-up. Have you touched right? the timing tables at all? Silence, oh. he's done it. <laughs> yeah, I've just been playing with the knock. Don't play with the knock. Don't. I'll explain. Look, when we're finished here in about three minutes, I'll explain it to you. So don't turn the knock sensors off, is that what you're saying? Only if you're going to run it on low-octane fuel. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then you can say... The then you can do had. You can do the, the strickles and thing and say it sounded like gravel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's not there yet. Uh, well, this has been good. Speaking of those pillocks, um, we've actually got a conference room in a hotel for next Sunday to do the Epicast, and Nick's going to bring along his entire collection of $5 plastic trophies, which should be quite interesting Both and boring, all in one. Now, I'm going to give you one last shot before we go. One last shot. Ask me anything you want, no matter how embarrassing it is. Just ask me anything you want. Come up with it. Embarrassing Come on. for who? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever stuffed someone's tune up and gone away thinking... 
oh shit, I've done this or I've done that. Yes. You have. Yeah, yeah. Can no. you name him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a guy called Paul. <laughs> no, no, look, it happens and you think, oh, oh, I'll see that back. So then you go up to the booking system and look for their number and you'll find Garris booked them in and forgotten to take their number down. So then you wait. <laughs> wait <laughs> then you wait call. and then three and then days later, oh, it's going all right. <laughs> but and it's like, you just uh, come past. Yeah, and we'll okay. Have a look. That was a pretty weak final question. No, the, I... I didn't have anything that I thought would actually grab you and make it difficult for you without being able to not go to air. You know? Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Because just weird ones that people wouldn't even understand. Like, I understand that you hired a company to do some work at your house. Is it Dodger and Bodger? Yeah. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah, and they did a fairly ratchet job, but... <laughs> is it still standing? It is still standing. Luckily, they didn't touch the structure, and most of the colour they applied seven or eight years ago. <laughs> Paul was um, Dodger, yeah. and the late Jason Perrin, he was good Bodger, man. good man indeed. I went to school with him, and I think he was getting me back for all the shit I gave him <laughs> at school. But no, no, you actually did a, a good job. All I'd suggest is, for someone out there that sees Dodger and Bodger Enterprises, <laughs> advertising... Just get them to do from the floors up, not including the floors. <laughs> oh, oh, oh Black Japan, I know. I get reminded about it about once a week oh, by Lisa D. And there's still like bits of hair caught in it. And it wouldn't be yours unless <laughs> no. they're off your back. Um, <laughs> yeah, so look, this has been brilliant today, Paul. Thank you very much. We're going to get you back at some stage, but I was a little bit disappointed you're a bit weak today. Yeah, I was. I was. I'll admit that. Are you going to say bye, darling? See you, babe. Yeah, bye, Paul.